0: blog talk radio you're listening to trucking 101 surviving your first year with host melissa grimm we'll talk about safety managing your money and real life out on the road our group has over 100 years of combined real world driving experience you've got questions we've got answers
1: Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, the show that will not only help you survive, but thrive in your first year. This show is not just for new drivers, it is also for experienced drivers looking for an outlet to share their knowledge. So if you have a question, a comment, a topic, a concern, press one and we'll get you on the show whether you have questions or advice. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring on my co-host, Russ Morgan. Hey, Russ,
2: how are hey, you doing? Do you? Oh, I am doing. I am doing better than my truck is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's trucking. They they do go in the shop from time to time.
2: Yes, they do go in the shop from time to time, and, yeah, this one is a little pricey. So, uh... uh
1: well, your truck's been a, tro- a trooper, though, so...
2: Uh, yes, yes, it has. It's definitely been a trooper and, uh, what have you, so, uh... Anyway, uh, yeah, parts should be here in the morning, and uh, hopefully early tomorrow afternoon, I am back to hauling freight. So, awesome. Yeah, let's let's hope we can, uh, and ho- and hopefully, uh they they won't find anything else wrong. So, at least I can maybe control yeah. some of the expense here. So, yeah, well, exactly. yeah, I knew this was coming. So.
1: Yeah oh yeah you held off for as long as you could
2: I held off for as long as I could and yeah when the fuel mileage started going to
1: the toilet it was time to repair a truck so right right yep yeah that's a good indicator uh, we we could uh, talk about that when we do another maintenance show fuel mileage is a great indicator to telling you that something's wrong with your truck if it starts to drop you know so that's a good oh, reason yeah. to pay attention to it even if even if it's not your truck you pay attention to the fuel mileage that's a clue that something's going wrong
2: Right, right. Yeah, but, and I had been But seeing that clues that's, I,
1: that's 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 Yeah. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd been seeing clues and, and uh you know, uh I'd had some smoke tests done. I I I knew I had some repairs coming up, so anyway, finally yeah, I got it over here getting it fixed, so um anyway, go ahead with what you were gonna say, then I'll start in on what I've got listed here for me
1: yep that's a that's a great topic for another show but tonight um we are talking about training uh mainly we want to focus on the importance of paying attention while you're training because uh really it's a safety thing uh, The reason you go through training is to make making sure that you're going to be safe out on the road and you're not going to hurt or kill anybody or damage anything because you know you basically got to Ten-story building rolling down the road. So, um, you definitely need to pay attention when you're training because this thing can cause a lot of damage. So, uh, I know you have a couple of things that you wanted to go over on that on that topic. And I'm uh, I'm also going to uh, make another announcement here in about uh, ten minutes. Okay.
2: Yeah, I um. Uh a lot of people that are on here or uh, that have listened to us know that um I spent quite a bit of time as an instructor uh teaching people um how to drive trucks and uh anyway I uh had dinner with a uh, uh a lady I used to be an instructor with and uh she was telling me about uh, uh a current student and uh anyway I mean this student I don't know if he just doesn't want to listen to women or what his issue is, but um, uh, doesn't want to listen, period. Uh, didn't want to pay attention, and let me tell you, this girl is, she's been doing it a long time. She's really good at what she's doing, uh, at what she does. Really good at what she does. And uh, she has turned out some excellent, excellent drivers. And this guy just absolutely wouldn't listen uh, they were making a right-hand turn, and uh, there was a uh, – I believe it was a tree-trimming truck. Anyway, some kind of a construction-type vehicle truck sitting right there on the corner. And uh, anyway, she kept telling him to stop, 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 and he he, he did not. Uh, she finally had to reach over and uh, pull the brakes on him and uh, then told him to look in his mirror. And uh, she had – Pulled the brakes when he was just a few inches from hitting the fender of the truck, of the little pickup. I think it was a tree trimming truck or whatever it was that was there. Mm. But anyway, my point is, um, you know, as to, you know, pay attention, you know, especially if you're going to uh, move up in class, a license up. If you're going to drive out here commercially, it's basically pay attention. Pay attention to these instructors. Uh, they even tried changing instructors with this guy. Uh you know sometimes you may have a personality conflict with uh um uh, an instructor or something like that. you know it never hurts to go have a sit down and say, "Hey, look, I don't think you're you know you and me are getting a long ride or something anyway they tried that uh you know the other instructor uh had pretty much the same problems um, but uh, they are training these guys for uh oil field work the oil field is uh taken back off I know it Uh, In Texas it is, for sure. I'm not sure about everywhere else, but Texas it is, for sure. And, um, you know, they don't play. These locations do not play at all. Uh, These big companies, um, you know, Halliburton, uh, Baker Hughes, uh, Slumberjay, every one of their rules is written in blood. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time running around in the oil field and training people in the oil field. Um, you know, with trucks and, you know, and all kinds of equipment. And, you know, if you don't listen, I promise you, you will get escorted off a location quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, when we go to customers. Uh, I've been to some customers, and I thought they had absolutely ridiculous rules. But, uh, you know, if I wanted to pick up my freight or deliver my freight, I, you know, I had to follow their rules. And, you know, it, uh, it all kind of goes back to, you know, training uh, and paying attention uh, and knowing what the rules are, knowing completely what the rules are. Um, you get out on, uh, you know, on you an know, oil field location or at a customer and don't follow their rules, um, you know, they may pick up the phone, call your company and uh, tell you that uh, you're not welcome back. Um, I know of a few instances where that has happened. Mm-hmm. I know of several instances, um, on oil field locations, uh, where that had happened. And because the oil field, their rules, every one of their rules are written in blood. And I'd uh, be willing to go out on a limb and say most of our customers, uh, that we go to, uh, their rules are pretty much written in blood. Um... They uh, where was I going with that? I had my note here and I lost it. Uh, anyway, my point is, is you know, pay attention to what the rules are, you know, try to be safe, and uh, you know, do your job. You know, make sure you're not running over somebody out here. Uh, you know, like that guy was. Um, uh, you know, he could have very easily injured. Uh, you know, the workers that were around there uh, by simply not paying attention. I mean, he told her that he had never seen the truck. You know, he didn't see the truck at all. And I'm sorry, when you're making a right-hand turn, you know, at least when I'm making a right-hand turn, I know I'm kind of looking that direction and trying to look in my mirror, makes you know, see what's on that corner, you know, see if there's people on the corner. Or, uh, Texas loves, especially Dallas, loves to put telephone poles right on the corner. Um. You know, see what's on that corner. Are you fixing to run over something? Uh, You know, even backing up at these customers. Before I back up at a customer, um, I walk my little area where I'm going to back up real quick, make sure there's no nails. I mean, wide singles suck to repair, trust me. Um, You know, I sure don't want a nail or something like that. But, you know, I want to make sure that there's something else there that I'm not going to run over. Um, I don't know. I'm sure everybody in the trucking industry has heard get out and look. It's written on tons of mirrors. I see it um, uh, every day. Uh, anyway, have we oh, we're not quite to your announcement, are we?
1: No, not quite. But uh, you mentioned telephone poles, didn't you? Have like a personal experience with a telephone pole in Dallas and a trainee?
2: Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, this uh, another guy that uh, didn't want to listen. And uh, we were uh, making a right-hand turn, and I was, um, you know, he started into his right-hand turn, and I kept telling him to stop, stop, stop. He decided to uh, keep going. Anyway, I reached over and I pulled the brakes on him, and uh, we had a come-to-Jesus meeting right there uh, with horns blowing, fingers flying, and a bunch of really mad people uh, at a busy intersection in Dallas, uh because you know he wouldn't stop the truck he wasn't listening to me and uh he was oh he was probably about eight inches off off a pole um at about mid uh, three-quarter of the trailer and uh anyway we had our little discussion right there i got out i moved i got traffic to move around us where we could back up and um then i got i got back in the truck and i drove us to the yard Um, they ended up putting him with another instructor, and, um, I'm trying to remember. I think he finally did make it through, but, um, you know, he, he had the same problem of, you know, not wanting to listen, not wanting to pay attention to, uh, what we were telling him. Um, you know, um, and I, well, I can tell a quick oil fill story. I see I see. Blue wants to be on the air tonight, too. Uh,
1: yeah. She wants to go outside, really.
2: <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, I was... Uh, uh, I had brought an acid tank out. Uh, so it was an acid tank that was leaking on the location. And I brought another acid tank out and was fixing to set it... Uh, was fixing to drop it in line and, and hook it up with the uh, rest of the tanks. Well... Um, The guy that had brought uh, the vacuum truck out, he brought a properly lined vacuum truck out, but it was not properly equipped. Um, Long story short, he did not make sure that he had brass fittings on his truck, and I was over there working on this equipment, and that brass fitting, I'm uh, not brass fitting, I'm sorry, the pewter fitting, uh, let go. The acid, had actually ate through it. Um, acid, in I'm coming down the pipe, and I end up getting burned. Uh, let me tell you, it is not pleasant uh, standing on a active oil field drilling location uh, with absolutely nothing on getting sprayed by water hoses. Um, so I had done everything right on my end, uh, except for one thing. Uh, well number one I should have went and checked his equipment. Uh but I didn't check to make sure that there was a uh, a trailer washout st- or trailer wash station or a shower, a trailer shower there on uh location. So I end up standing in the middle of a location being sprayed by water hoses. Uh to get the acid off of me. So it uh you know, it comes down to uh, paying attention and following the rules. And a bunch of people dropped the ball that day um, because uh, our, a lot of some of our safety equipment was not there. And it could have been a lot worse than it was. I've got a little bitty, little bitty, tiny scar left from it, and and that's it. Uh, but it really could have been bad. Because uh, you know, you get on. Uh, you know, I keep using the oil field, but. Even our customers, I mean, you get on these locations that are busy as heck, and, you know, they want you to back up to, uh, well, like in my case, maybe back up to a rig or back up and hook up to another tank or um, anything like that, and, I, I mean, it looks like you're trying to drive through an anthill. I mean, there's, there's stuff everywhere, people running around everywhere, and, uh, you know, I've had the same thing at customers, pull into a customer, and there's, 20, 30 trucks in there and the, uh, the whole place is as big as you thought. And, uh, you know, unless somebody kind of gets out and directs everything, uh, you know, everything kind of comes through a hall. Um, you know, trucks end up running over each other and what have you. Um, but basically, you know, um, you know, if you're in training, uh, you know, if you're going to become a truck driver or, you know, uh, even current truck driver, you know, you're backing up, man, put your windows down, um uh, somebody you know may holler at you for something you don't see uh some, you know, um you you know have that window down to hear a horn or or whatever uh you know, and if you're training by all means, you know listen to what the instructor's got to say, you know I mean you guys have you know us that have been doing it forever, you know we're going all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. same old crap, well, you know you kind of get complacent. And, uh, and that's when bad things start to happen, you know, uh, you get comfortable out here and next thing you know, you've, uh, run over something or, uh, or something's running to you. So,
1: anyway, you want to
2: go with your uh. announcement?
1: Yeah, yeah, we made this announcement last week, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and make it again. I'm going to say it pretty much every week until the contest is over. But for those of you that didn't hear, I didn't make the announcement last week. Actually, Becky did. For those of you that didn't hear last week, uh, Let's Truck is having a CMC uh, ticket giveaway. They are letting each podcast, <laughs> us being one of them, give away one seat at the CMC at the 2017 cmc what we're going to do is we're going to have a contest if you um have never been to the cmc before and you have not already registered for the 2017 cmc and you're absolutely positive that you can take the week off in september to go to the cmc go ahead and write a paragraph about why you want to go to the cmc and um submit it to the Trucking 101 on Audio Road Facebook page. And if you haven't already liked the page, go ahead and like the page too. But just go to Trucking 101 on Audio Road, go to the Messenger part of the page, send us a quick little paragraph about why you want to go, and we'll pick a winner uh, July 31st. So uh, it's a really great opportunity. It's worth what about, what's the price up to now, like 1500 for a seat? So yeah, I,
2: yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, yeah, I don't remember.
1: Somewhere right around 1500 for a seat. Uh, now, uh, breakfast and lunch is included. Uh, they don't do dinner, and that doesn't include your hotel. Uh, but there is a truck stop right down the road from the MAC Center, which is where it's going to be. So if you didn't want to get a hotel, you could very easily camp out in your truck and walk over to the center or drive over, whatever you want to do um walking is healthier though. But anyways, so yeah, we'll be giving away a seat. All you got to do is write a paragraph and send it in to our Facebook page via the messenger and uh we'll pick a winner July uh 31st. Uh we do have a caller on the line, Russ. He had a question. He actually said he wanted to ask you a question about uh about his his wife and his uh her future in trucking, but I'll go ahead and let him ask it.
0: We got Glenn okay. in California.
1: Hey Glenn, you're on there. Hey air. Russ.
0: How you, oh, thank you. Hey Russ, how you doing today, Melissa? Hey, I, I
2: I'm
0: doing better good. than my truck, but I think I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know your subject was uh, training today. I'll just say one little thing about that real quick. Uh, I was listening to you talk about trying to get around um, telephone poles there in Dallas. One thing that uh, is probably good for uh, new drivers to remember. If you're coming in, especially if, like, if you're going to make a right turn on an intersection you're not familiar with, if you'll uh, go ahead, if there's no traffic in that lane next to you on the left, just go ahead and take that lane, too, and give yourself all the room that you can to make that turn. It's always good advice. That's that's my little input on, on the training part of it that I could think of. Um, two two things for you, Russ. Number one, I, I hear you talking about that you did a lot of instructing. And uh, I just put my wife through this little truck driving school, and she wasn't doing too good for, like, the first three or four days. She wasn't really getting it. So I called the guy that was the school and asked could I come and, you know, like, help her out. And they just basically gave me a truck, and I became her instructor, and that worked out really nice. And then, um, of course, whenever school was over, they wanted me to quit truck driving and come to work for them. And um, I told them, you know, I couldn't really do that because I needed to, you know, get back on the road. I needed my wife to. Have some kind of form of employment, but uh how what, what was your reason number one, I have another question for you, but why did you uh, end up st- uh, not being an instructor anymore and, and went back to driving well i got
2: um, I kind of got tired of repeating myself I, I had gotten bored with it for a little while and I actually considered going back to it here recently i've had uh, um, I've had a couple of really good offers from the oil field. Uh, To do that Um, I got tired of repeating myself I got a little bored with it Um, It paid good I was really making um, Some good money doing it Uh, And I did enjoy it I mean I've always Almost always done something uh, To help people I was firefighter paramedic um, For uh, a lot of my life and uh, you know, and I enjoyed uh, the aspect of teaching. Uh, I mean, it was always fun. I, I mean, I trained a uh, medical doctor who retired. Well, he was a dentist uh, who retired. Uh, I trained an airline pilot. I, you know, all walks of life. So it was really interesting meeting the people, and I really enjoyed it. But I, you know, I kind of got bored with it. And um, Becky and I decided that, um, you know, we were eventually going to start the business that we have now. And um, so. We decided to get out and team run and, and really
0: pile up some cash, and uh, which is what we did. So. Yeah, that's and that's the thing that I was scared of. I'd be scared. I get, might get bored with it. But it was nice being, uh, being home every night. And actually, uh, I lost six pounds in those three weeks. <laughs> I was pretty happy about that because I was out there on the pad, you know, all day just walking next to her. You know, explaining her how to do the maneuvers, and uh, I'm gonna tell you what she she's from the Philippines. She never even drove a car until a year before she went to truck driving school, and she probably didn't have maybe 200 miles of driving a car before she went. But it's just like all of a sudden the light just came on, and she figured out how to make that truck back up and turn any way she wanted it. Matter of fact, when she did her, uh, they d- actually do the uh, CDL test there for the state at the school, and they give you like. Um, they score you uh, points against you, you know, for every time that you have to pull up over two pull-ups or you touch a cone or something. She got zero points on all of her tests. So I was uh, wow. I was very proud of both of us for that, you know, for my cost of being able to teach her and her being able to learn it. But uh, anyway, get on to the next subject I was wanting to ask you about. I'm uh, I'm quite a bit older than she is, so I'm going to be retiring uh, I'm 56 right now. I plan on retiring when I'm 70, so I got another 14 years, but I'm about 27, 28 years older than she is, so she's going to need something to do after I quit truck driving, and uh, I've been toying around with getting my own authority, actually here probably in the next three or four years, maybe. I've got a direct customer I can haul for from California out to the East Coast, and then I'll just have to find you know, either brokers or try and find me a customer to get back to California, but... I just don't really know if I want all those headaches or maybe I should maybe get like you guys are, uh, but just be a fleet owner and lease some trucks on somewhere. And I just want to get your thoughts about that. You know, it kind of helps when you actually speak about it. So just going over with your, in your mind, if you can actually talk to somebody about stuff like that, it makes more sense to you sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we're
2: um, we've been, We're working towards our authority now. Um, oh okay. Don't get yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but being a fleet owner here has been a uh, it, it, you know it's been good. It's had its ups. It's had its downs. Um, so let, let me back up before I answer that question. Uh, so, since your wife's going to be driving a truck, do yourself and your wife a favor. Teach her every. About operating that truck. You said she can back up. Don't try to be chivalrous and say, all right, I'll back in the hole, I'll back in the hole. By all means, share responsibility on the truck until you get independently wealthy, and then, you know, if you get hurt, she can operate the truck. Um, That has been one of my pet peeves with husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend uh, teams, that they're not. you know, that the wife can't do everything that the husband can on the truck. Um, by all means, you'll, you'll be doing yourself a favor because, you know, one day you may hit a patch of ice and go down, break a leg. And, you know, especially if you've just bought a truck and you know, you're, uh, making an extremely high truck payment, you know, now who's going to operate it. So by all means, please yeah, feature all that, what to look for on a free trip and so on and so forth. Uh
0: well, yeah, well, I'll just say, make a quick comment, I'm guilty of shards in that, because I do everything else, I teach her, you know, pretty much everything that you can know, because I was a mechanic before I was a truck driver, so I teach her, you know, all the mechanical and pre-trip, about everything you can, but we haul LTL out to the West Coast and all around California, and it's really difficult, I mean, they don't even hire anybody here without five years experience, so we like going to all the nightmare places, little mom and pop places, and you're back in across the street in the middle of downtown L.A. and stuff like that. But I'm guilty of charge. There is some places that I should be letting her back in, but I'm not. And I'm glad you said that. I'm going to I'm gonna start working on that more and start getting her to back into more places than, than she is right now. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say that. Oh, no. Well, I, hey,
2: I, you know, uh, it, and that's a really good thing to do. I mean, very seldom when we team drove did I ever get Becky out of bed, and very seldom did she ever get me out of bed. Now, there's times when, you know what, you need somebody on the ground watching and you need somebody backing that truck up, you know, because um, we used to run out to – we were in California twice a week, and I know what you're talking about. There's some nightmare holes out there. Um, but, yeah, by all means, uh you know, let her try to hit some of those tough backs. Uh Don't let her – don't let those skills get rusty. And, man, and teaching her the mechanical side, you know, be able to – um, walk around that truck real quick if y'all are dropping and hooking or doing whatever, but walk around that truck real quick, and, hey, do I have any oil coming out anywhere of that? That's freaking awesome. Um, now the uh, – uh, as far – let's see, your question was uh, – uh, oh, yeah, that's right, comparing the two. All right, um, let me tell you, over here at Snyder, um, it, it, it's pretty simple. Um, I mean, I, I get on their load board, and um, I look around on the load board, and I can easily book myself um, 3800 to $4,500 a week and usually never travel any farther than about 22 to 2,500 miles. Um, and then if you're going to be a fleet owner here, the trick is – or what we found – when we talk to people, I want to hire somebody that has a business mind. You know, if you, um, but Becky, Becky really has the skill probably better than I do. But uh, we'll start talking to them. And if you don't have a business mind, I, I really don't want you as a truck driver. Because uh, you can ask Melissa, I, uh, you can ask Steven. you can ask, you know, any, uh, anybody who's worked for me over there. I don't tell them what to do. I don't tell them when to go home. I don't tell them where they have to run. Uh, I don't tell them when to come back to work. Uh, their paycheck with me is their own fault. Period. Um, now, if you got a problem with the truck, or you know, or whatever, by all means, the door's open. I mean, I've uh, I've been called in the middle of the night you know, and, hey, we got an issue, all right, hey, let's work it out, you know, if we, you know, if you need help with whatever, by all means, I'm going to hold your hand, I'm going to train you, and I'm going to get you through it, but like I said, um, you know, I want somebody that can think for themselves, if, uh, you know, hey, if you got a wire broke on the truck, you can maybe get under there and fix it yourself, if you get, you know, you get an air leak that, um, you know, maybe you can get under there and put a, uh Oh, uh, I can't even think of the adapter now. But anyway, you know, fix something temporarily at least so you can get to the shop. Um, now, going out with your own authority, especially somebody that you can haul for, um, that really has a lot of pluses too. Because, um, you know, with a big company, uh, with a lot of big companies, you tend to be uh, micromanaged. And... um you know i don't particularly care you know i don't particularly like being micromanaged um but yeah if you have a uh, a direct customer you can haul for and especially if you can find a good backhaul uh or even a direct customer coming back i've i've been asked several times um hey do do you have your own authority uh can you you know can you um you know fill out some papers with us and you know and haul for us uh so and i've run into that quite a few times uh, just running their freight. Um, so, Noah, I don't know if you listen to uh, uh, Kenny uh, Long do his stuff, but um, those guys are doing pretty well. I mean, as long as you're doing smart business, they're doing extremely well. Uh, so, And like I said, we're leaning toward – I mean, we're fixing to go that direction. Um, and uh, everybody who's been working for me now is gonna, probably going to be contractors for me. So yeah, kind
0: of, yeah. I mean, anybody that's uh, that's thinking about doing that should really listen to all the. I, mean, I listen to all the shows. I'm I'm at least two years out, and I'm you know trying to go ahead and plan now. And I'll just say one more quick thing about this show. When I first heard about it, you know, surviving your first uh, hundred days or year or whatever it was, I'm like, eh, it's probably gonna you know nothing I want to hear. But I've been driving 32 years, and I can tell you right now, anybody that's listening, if you listen to this show every week you're probably going to learn something and you never quit learning in truck driving. Oh,
2: absolutely. You know what? I I learned stuff just doing this show. Um, And cause, uh, well, you know, like I, like I started the show with, I went to dinner with a, uh, with a girl I've known forever with a, was an instructor and she starts telling me this story. And I mean, it starts triggering stuff for me to talk about. Well, you know what? We haven't talked about this in a while. Um, Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we do compliance corner. We talk about safety stuff a lot, but, um, you know and then I uh, but yeah you're you're completely right I mean it's stuff that uh, you need to keep running through your mind or you're going to get complacent out here and then you're going to find yourself talking to some uh, attorneys or the police or somebody you don't really want to talk to uh, you know and,
0: and I don't like paperwork <laughs> yeah I, I'll say one more thing and then I'll uh, let you get on to your next business uh, one I just thought of one more piece of advice that I had an old truck driver tell me when I first started truck driving I was having a hard time backing into the spot, and he walked up to him. He said, son, let me give you some advice right now. He said, always take your time backing in somewhere. He said, if you got to get out your truck and look 15 times, it, you might feel embarrassed because other people are waiting and other people are watching you, but you're going to feel a hell of a lot less embarrassed than you will be if you back into somebody's truck.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, you brought up a good point right there. One night I was tired. I had a reserve spot at this pilot that was tied as an old fat lady's sock and uh, anyway I uh, <clears throat> happened to catch a guy uh, walking across the parking lot and uh, I've got a couple of GMRS radios I'm a ham radio operator but I, I had a couple of GMRS radios in the truck and I handed him one and I said will you stand back here and watch I'm tired it's been a long day and I mean, there was no room for error at all. And he stood back there and he, you know, and he would say, all right, you know, you need to stop, you need to pull up, you are you know, you're too close on this side, too close on that side. Um, yeah, I, he saved me from probably getting in and out of my truck, you know, 30 or 40 times. Um, you know, for the simple fact, I was, you know, I was tired and, um, and it was tight and, but, you know, uh, he got me in the hole and, um, you know fairly quick, and I hit nothing, which is uh you know uh you know the ultimate goal I uh, didn't have to uh, wake oh, somebody yeah. up and explain to them I'd run over their truck
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah okay well that 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 was a that was a really good call thank you very much glenn um you have anything else you want to talk about um on the training side Russ
2: Oh, I don't know. I could probably talk a bunch of training. Uh, did you get cut off on your, uh, on what you were saying about the CMC or? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know I'm excited to go this year. It's supposed to be, out. matter of fact, uh, I was sitting in the shop talking to Chad about it and uh, Chad and Chris and, uh, yeah, definitely excited to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did learn there's going to be a uh, uh, there is going to be a, a big surprise there for everybody. I did learn that.
1: Oh, really? So, hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but
1: uh, yeah, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. You have to sign up to up. find out what the surprise is going to be.
2: Yeah, yeah, you need to come up there and find out what it is. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to uh, uh, see bits and pieces of it. So, and uh, was threatened with. Uh, uh, large tools, so. Uh, oh, all
1: right. But, in, I but well, uh, uh, I just had a what? I just had another caller pop up. I'm I'm doing double duty tonight, screening calls. So so if you want to, I don't know, give a little uh, CMC advertisement while I grab this call real quick.
2: Well, I yeah, I can do a little CMC advertisement. Or I can I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm sure I can come up with
1: something. Whatever you want to talk about, just give me a minute. <laughs>
2: Just give you a minute. All right. Well, go go screen your call. the yeah. way. Yeah. We do uh, She's doing double duty tonight with no uh, yeah. no call screener. But um, yeah, you know, we've been talking about safety training, uh, CMC. Well, even the CMC. I mean, they have the um, uh, you know they've been having the maintenance boot camp, um, and even uh, you know even if you couldn't make the maintenance boot camp for one reason or another, you know, you always have Chad and Chris out there in the yard. Um, you know, Chad's doing alignments, uh, uh, and his crew are out there working on trucks. And then you've got Dale out there, um, uh, you know, doing level one inspections, um, you know, just hanging out in the parking lot and watching these guys work, um, you know, I don't know how much, uh, stuff I've picked up, uh, you know, about, you know, alignments, tires, um, doing repairs on trucks, um. And, uh, you know, uh, even safety aspects on trucks. You know, watching Dale do his uh, uh, full level one inspections. Uh, I don't know how many trucks he's caught at the CMC that um, needed serious repairs right then. Uh, But uh, anyway, yeah, as far as safety, uh, you know, uh, I believe it was Glenn. I'm terrible with names. uh, Had mentioned about... Uh, making those turns, you know, making those tight turns in Dallas, or like you even said, uh, Los Angeles over there. Los Angeles is terrible too, with tight corners. <clears throat> He's talking about taking into the other lane. I do the same thing. I, uh, you know, if I've got a uh, a bad corner or a corner I'm not real familiar with. Now I don't complete, uh, you know, I don't completely hog both. Well, I do hog both lanes, but I keep my trailer usually against the right curb, and I get my tractor. Uh, over into a lane next to me and do kind of a button hook turn. Uh, that way I can tend to protect both sides when I'm coming around the corner. Uh, <laughs> you know, that way I'm not, uh, uh, hopefully, a, you know, a little four wheeler doesn't decide to, uh, sneak around me and, um, you know, then I crush them when I go ahead and make my right turn. Um, but yeah, in, uh, you know, in training and then, uh, in this whole safety aspect, um, you know, I can't, uh, I can't stress enough, you know, follow the rules. Um, You know, nobody wants to get thrown off a location. I you know, if you get thrown off a location, you may get thrown off a job. Uh, You know, you may be uh, um, in the unemployment line, Um, you know, and if it's a bad enough violation, uh, you know, you get that put on your record and, you know, you may not be able to get hired by a big company or a good company or, <clears throat> or something like you know something along those lines, um, and I've seen it happen um I've witnessed it happening um where you know um stupidity got in the way, and you know i you know I'm sorry now, you're unemployed, um you couldn't follow the rules, and you know you torn up a piece of equipment, or uh you did something that could uh, uh especially in the oil field that can cause um uh, uh, mass catastrophe um you know, and like i said i hate there's a there's a customer I go to i mean I do not like their rules, but the loads pay great, and you know what I follow their rules, I go in there, I do my little business and I follow all their rules they want me to do, and then when they say all right, you know you can go back and hook to your trailer or do whatever I need to do then then I go do it um, but the load pays enough uh for me to um uh, you know to put up with their rules. Uh, you know, it's just like running through the oil field. I, um, I mean, I ran a vacuum truck, and I ran a winch truck for the most part, and, you know, and trained. <clears throat> and um a um, matter of fact, I helped build the training program where I was. And um, there are several times I went to the boss uh, and would say, hey, look, um, this person here, um, yeah, they can – you know, they can pull the hoses, they can gauge tanks, they can, you know, load the truck, they can unload the truck, uh, but they're not safe driving the truck or, you know, or they're not getting the, um, the operation of the truck. Um, some of our uh, tanker trucks, um, we had, uh, 120, we could build up 120 PSI on a hose, um, and I watched somebody take that hose and you know and pop an earlock off, and <clears throat> um, a twenty foot four inch hose uh, went blowing off the back of a tank truck and slammed into some tank, uh into some other tanks. If somebody had been on the way, I mean, it would have been bad. It, it would have been real bad. Uh, but I mean, it's bad enough it did it one of these uh, big frack tanks. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, slow down, pay attention to what you're doing, and uh, take time and uh, and follow the rules. So do we have a caller yet, Melissa?
1: Yep. Did I speak Yes, yes, we do. Yep, we got Paul in Arkansas. He's got a question about training in the U.S. Hi, oh. Paul. You're on the air. Okay.
3: You know, I'm not sure if it's a question or a comment, but I think they should start training truck drivers a lot younger than what they do is like oh you're not old enough you have to be 23 or you have to be 25 because the best sports people or the best race car drivers or the best at anything usually they start when they're young but when it comes to trucking mm. oh sorry come back when you're 23 or 25 mm. i started driving i got my license when i was 18 and that's all i ever wanted to do but Usually the guards that are the best at it, they've been doing it a long time. They started young.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, it reminded me um, – well, number one, I got my commercial license. I was 19. Um, in the state of Texas – I can't speak for other states, but in the state of Texas, I was allowed to drive uh, within the state of Texas. Now, Which is a pretty big area. Yeah. Yeah, which is a pretty big area, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of area. Um, anyway, uh, there was a kid that we hired in at the oil field, and um, he uh, he was twenty one, and I was, uh, uh, I started asking him questions. Well, he had been driving trucks since he was eighteen. He got hired on with Budweiser. Uh yep. the the local Budweiser over there was hiring kids at eighteen years old and allowing them to go and make deliveries um you, you know, in the local area there. Uh which I mean well, I I'm thought all was great. That. That. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah. you, you know, and, they they
2: um
3: normally the go ahead the, the beer the local beer delivery truck, it's a smaller truck. And that's the perfect place to start and work your way up. But I think it's kinda silly that um You could run interstate Or intrastate in Texas But you could start in El Paso And go 880 miles All the way over to the Texas state line But you couldn't cross over into Louisiana That's kind of stupid if you ask me But
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, I completely agree And, um, you know This kid had been Well, he had technically been driving trucks Since uh, probably before he had a license Uh he um, uh, he grew up on a ranch. Uh, he grew up, uh, you know, driving farm tractors, moving uh, moving cattle, moving cattle trailers, uh, you know, yep. with a dooley pickup and stuff like that. And um, you know, and then Budweiser hired him to to run those, uh, you know, uh, the the shorter trucks. I think he was uh, like a forty foot trailer or something like that. I don't remember. He told me, but you know, but yeah, I mean, when when I got a hold of him man, this kid was awesome at backing up on these locations. Um, we had uh, uh, some of these locations that were nightmares. I mean, we were, uh, we'd were we be hauling mud to them or hauling water to them or something like that. And um, people that could really back good, we had them do doing blindside backs, and now we had spotters on the ground. Uh, but, I mean, this was tough. And, I mean, to tell you, this kid was putting it right in the hole every time. And, you know, it, he took almost no training. I mean, we had to teach him how to operate the equipment, uh, but he could drive the absolute fire out of a truck. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I I would like to see that uh, get a little younger. I mean, I realize kind of why they don't. <clears throat> I know how I was when I was 18. Um, you know, I had that great big foot, and, you know, if I'd have had the big truck. Well, of course, I got mine at 19, but, um you know I had calmed down uh, really about nineteen and really wanted to um you know mess with driving uh with driving trucks and stuff like that and of course driving the big the bigger fire equipment and so on and so forth um, but yeah, I mean I completely agree I would love to see uh, some of the younger guys be able to uh, uh, do that but the problem is uh, it's it's really it's most the insurance companies that don't want it, uh from what I've seen. You know, most insurance companies, They, uh, I think even over here, I think you have yeah. to be 23. Uh, no, they don't want you to
3: drive a car to your 25. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you might <laughs> have a wreck. So come back when you're 25, you still have no experience, but you'd be a better risk.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I know how it was when I was a kid. I mean, I had, I had that big foot and what have you, uh, you know, the big heavy foot. But... um Matter of fact, I think my last speeding ticket. I was probably 19 years old when I got it. Um, you know, I, you know, I calmed down and I wanted. That's something I wanted to do, and I, you know, and I became good at it. You know, I became good at you know firefighting and being a paramedic. I just got tired of being broke, and truck driving paid better. So I decided that, you know what, I'm gonna. Um, I've had enough of doing this. I'm gonna uh, drive a truck and try to build a business out of it and, and make a good
3: career out of it.
2: Um, yeah. But yeah you you're 100% right you know that uh uh you know these younger kids uh should be able to do the job you know they really should yeah. I guess some of us are just looking
3: at through looking at the world through a different window
2: so. right yeah cuz you know I was amazed with that kid I really was um you know of course I, I don't know if it was his upbringing and what have you I mean he you know he grew up farming and ranching and and doing that stuff and um you know, by the time he got to where he could go out and do it for Budweiser, uh, I, you know, I'm sure when he went and took his uh, road test for his CDL, uh, he probably floored all those people because I mean he was, you know, he could back uh, he could he, back into any he hole. He already had athlete. the skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. He had the skills. Exactly. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. All right, well, appreciate your call. Oh. All
1: right. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. I just I just noticed we have a we have another caller on the line. Um, you got another CMC or training story you want to share while I like, grab this call?
2: Oh, I don't know. I might, or you know, we could have some. You know, we could have thirty seconds of dead air. Who knows? I'll figure out something. <laughs> okay, uh, sing for us. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Welcome to the show. Do you have a question? Hello? Hello?
2: Okay. And took care Uh-oh, she must have... No, that
1: was my fault. I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. Uh, I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that.
2: Oh, okay. So nobody heard me talking or singing anyway, right? (laughs) <laughs> anyway so do we have a caller nope oh, she must have left me okay uh, where was I going with that uh, but anyway yeah this kid was safe had the skills um, you know had to teach him how to operate a little bit of equipment and um, actually before long I had him uh, operate in a winch truck and and uh, and setting frack tanks because uh, he had the backing skills Um, and especially with the, uh, uh, truck that I taught him on, on how to set frack tanks. Um, it, uh, I'm sure most of you have heard, give me 40 acres, I'll turn this rig around. Well, that's about the turning radius that this Peterbilt had. It was terrible. I've never had a truck that, um, had this bad of a turn radius. So, you know, trying to stack these tanks in as close as we did, uh, was a nightmare. But, uh. He went out and said thanks with me all day. One day, and he got to where he could go sit on by himself. So, um, are you back?
1: Yep. Uh, yes. Oh. Sorry about that. I I hit the wrong button, so it got a little it got a little messed up there. But we have another caller who has a comment about uh, starting training at a younger age. His name's Kevin. Kevin, you're on the air.
4: Hey, how are we doing? Great show. Good. Um, yeah, just. Uh, in I'm from Ireland, and uh, they started a program there a couple of years ago in Ireland. Where, um, at England too, where when you're 18 years old, companies will take you on and train you. And for the first year, any infraction whatsoever, you're out of the, you're out of the program. So even just like, uh, uh, even just a parking ticket, you're put off the thing. So it really, because I know what you're saying. There, like when I was 18, let me tell you, I, I had a, I had a heavy right foot. So this, this really keeps you, if you're interested and you want to do it, you will really watch your uh, your, uh, your P's and Q's while you're uh, driving. And it's 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 working great back there. There's lots of kids now gone through it. Some of them are driving four or five years now and, you know, they're turning out to be great drivers. I know one guy that went through it and, uh, I mean, he's light years ahead of guys that are at it for 10 and 15 years cause they, because they have so many bad habits they picked up over the years. You know, and he's 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 really enjoying it and really gave him a start because otherwise he'd have to wait four or five years before he could start driving. And by that time, he might be just, you know, sick of it and he wouldn't bother driving. Then he'd just be, you know, whatever. I'd do something else. i will find some other career.
3: hmm
2: Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
4: not, yeah.
2: But, you know, and I completely agree with that. I mean, you know, when you get behind the wheel of one of these trucks, you you know, it gives you a whole different outlook on driving. Yeah. Uh, it really does. I mean, my kids call me Grandpa now. When, ever since I started driving a truck, they are like, you drive like a grandpa. And I was like, yeah, but I, you know what? I don't run over anything. Um, but what you know what I noticed from doing that? Because I, I taught all my daughters how to drive, and I made them learn how to drive a standard shift. Every one of them had to learn. I had an old beat-up Chevrolet four-wheel drive pickup, uh, and I had a VW Beetle uh, that were both standard and that four wheel drive pickup taught them clutch control because i could put it in the low range and then they could just kind of learn the clutch and um then once they got to where they were shifting through the gears and what have you uh you know then i'd put them in the beetle which is a whole lot harder to take off in than that pickup was and uh but then they kind of got my driving style and um uh, you know have been, have grown up to be very safe drivers uh, you know, and it's, it's the same thing, you know, when you crawl in the truck and you get that different perspective, um, you know, it completely changes your drive, your driving habits, um, everything. And yeah, I can see that really, that program really, really working, especially when with very, very strict rules like that, but it shouldn't take them long to, you know, once they're out there operating the truck a little bit to go. You know, okay, this can get real serious real quick. You know, what if I do something – what if I were a kid and done something stupid in front of a truck? Uh, you know, I've just uh, hurt myself or hurt others or killed myself or or whatever. But, yeah, that is awesome. I would love to see that going over here. I'm not sure we could get the insurance companies to go for that, but, I, yes, I would love to see uh, um, some of the companies doing that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they, the a lot of the companies actually get a they get an insurance break because the drivers are so, like, they're, by the time they're twenty two, twenty three, they're really good drivers. Oh, okay. They have no nothing on their license. You know, they have no uh, problems on their license. And it's I mean, compared to the drivers, you know, you know yourself. You drive for, you know, I got over a million miles driven. You know, things happen. But like when you know that your career hinges on you doing everything right, then you do everything right. You know, whereas if you, yeah. if you know you're, uh, if you know you make a silly mistake, you know, it's going to be all right, but it's not, no one's going to look at it. But no, with dash cams and, you know, you got telematics in the trucks, everything is being watched no. Uh, so a- oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I,
2: um, and we've talked about this on the, on the show before, but, um, if the, when the wife and I go out, um, if any, if anybody's going to drink alcohol, um, then the other one drives home, period. And I don't care. I don't mean if we go to a dinner and somebody has one beer, that person has just been knocked out of driving home, period. And uh, my uh, my brother used to kind of give me a hard time about that. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, it's just one beer. And I said, well, yeah, it's just one beer. But uh, then we had a, uh, a close friend of ours um, uh, get into a bad uh, accident uh, where there was some drinking and what have you. And um, anyway, kind of, it completely changed his attitude. Uh, so you know, now I mean, if we go out to uh, a restaurant and decide we're going to have whatever, uh, you know, it's uh, either one of the person one person doesn't drink, or you know, it's a cab ride home. And I mean, we have left a, uh, uh, you know, we left a forty thousand dollars jeep uh, with no top on it, no doors on it, anything, sitting at the restaurant one night because. Um, uh, both of us had had something to drink and you know, we got a ride home. Uh, we went and picked it up the next day. It's but you know, my point is is I, you know ever since I started doing this I've got a whole new respect for uh, you know, for driving for for driving period, you know, when it comes to you know, even having one beer, you know, then then I'm done. You know, I'm not driving a vehicle, I'm you know, I'm done. And, uh, you know, hey, I'll take, I'll take all the ribbon in the world over it, but, you know, the the fact that I know that I'm going home safe and the motoring public is going home safe, uh, you know, hey, rib me all you
1: want to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we've pretty much blown through that hour. We only got about uh, four and a half minutes left in the show. So... um I just want to talk about the CMC for just a minute. Um, If you haven't been to the CMC, sign up for our contest, and you might win a free ticket to the CMC. If you have been to the CMC, you know how great it is, and you should definitely go again. Uh, I've gotten a little snippets of what it's going to be like uh, this year, and it sounds like it's going to be really good, one of the best ones yet. So uh, you should definitely sign up and go for sure. It's going to be... It's going to be uh, one of the best, I do believe. You're going to be really impressed. I know I'm going to go. I've been, what, four or five times? I can't even remember. I lost count. I've been like four or five times, uh, and I want to keep going back because it is, it is just fantastic. Right, Russ? It's fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. and one of my favorite parts of it is hanging out with everybody in the parking lot, you know, sitting around the trucks, uh you know, somebody's usually barbecuing and, uh, you know, just the interaction with people, uh, with, you know, like-minded business people there that want to see uh, you succeed. And they want to succeed. They want to, you know, see this, uh, uh, you know, make this kind of a better world for us. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I can't say enough about it. It's, um, uh, it's a week of fun. It really is. It's a tiring week. Uh, it's a very tiring mm. week, but it, but it's uh, you know extremely fun, um, and you know the education that comes out of it uh, is phenomenal. I you know I think I got talked here, uh, I don't know if it was last week or a week before about sitting over in lane three, sitting there on the soundboard at lane three, and. You know, all that was uh, a little new to me. You know, I was dealing with brokers and and so on and so forth, but I, you know, really got a lot of good information, even though I was working and and couldn't sit there and catch it all. Um, But, yeah, um, you know, uh, all the speakers just did an absolutely amazing job, uh, you know, throughout the whole event. And uh, especially over there, I mean, I was, uh, uh, you know, really, uh, really floored. Um, and sitting there listening to uh, um, something that was a little new and something that, well, you know, of course, I'm stepping into now. So, but, yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. a blast.
1: Absolutely. And I know uh, Dale put out an open invitation. Even if you can't attend the CMC and you're going to be driving through the area, feel free to come in, stop by. He'll be out in the parking lot. You can ask him all kinds of questions you want. You know, he'll be out there inspecting trucks so you can walk over and talk to him and anybody else that's there. Even if you're not attending, you can go out to the parking lot and talk to people. But I would highly recommend
2: attending. Yeah. I would highly recommend attending. As a matter of fact, I've had a buddy, uh, he's popped in a couple of times. He, he's yet to uh, be able to attend. Uh, but he has popped in a couple of times and, uh, uh, nosed around, asked some questions and what have you, and, um, uh, uh, you know, he, he enjoyed doing that. Uh, he got to, uh, I don't know, I think he spent about, um, two or three hours there messing around, um, uh, and visiting them with everybody, and, you know, uh, he's, he's been dying to go, and he just, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't made it yet.
1: Well, tell him about the contest, get him to enter into tell the contest. About. Maybe he can get a free ticket. Uh, should I? Maybe I should enter. Uh, well, I guess I'm not qualified. No, I you've I'm, already I'm, been. You don't
2: qualify. Yeah. Yeah, I've already been. I don't qualify, and I'm will probably be working it anyway. So, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hey, write us a paragraph. Tell us, uh, you know, why we should pick you. Why you want to go? Uh, you know mm-hmm. what the benefit of it is. But write us quick paragraphs in it. You know the trucking one-on-one page. Um, Go over to message, uh, it is Messenger on there, right? Yeah, go over to Messenger on yeah. there. Uh, write us a quick paragraph uh, on why we should pick you. And uh, um, when we do pick you, uh, you know, then we're going to pick on you a little bit and uh, bring you on to the show, uh, talk to you uh, a little bit, kind of get to know you. And then um, at the end of the CMC, uh, I'm sure we'll bring you back on the show and uh, uh, get your thoughts on it. And um, how it was for right. you, what you learned from it, uh, and um, how your whole experience was.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be lots of fun. All the other podcasts are running uh, contests as well. Uh, I know uh, Kenny Long is doing a secret word, so you actually have to listen to his show to get the secret word and submit it in order to get your entry in the contest. I'm not sure what the other two are doing. You might roll. You want to go over to their podcast, check it out, find out what they're doing for their contest. But um, Rolling Tow is on every Sunday night at 9 p.m., so go check out their podcast. It's really good, and they'll be running some kind of a CMC contest. Um, like I said, Trucking Authority with Penny Long. Yep, sorry about that. Mike and Kevin Beckett, excellent tire and alignment ex- experts. Excellent podcast. Um, Tuesday nights at um, 8, is it 8 or 7? I lost my notes. Uh.
2: Uh, i'm thinking it's seven i don't know i don't have my notes here on that one there either
1: <laughs> no i think i think it's seven sorry about that yeah it's 7 p.m eastern uh they're doing a contest as well it's a secret word uh so go check out that podcast and then on wednesdays also at seven is is rico muhammad uh with rates and lanes i don't know what kind of contest is he's doing I haven't heard anything, but go over to his podcast, check it out, find out what he's doing, and get yourself a free ticket to the CMC and listen to the podcast. All kinds of great information.
2: Uh, Don't forget about the uh, Kevin's Broker Show. Now I can't remember what it is.
1: (laughs) Broker Connect. Broker Connect. Broker Connect, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. uh, That's Mondays. Yep. Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Eastern. And then also Destination Health at Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, that's pretty much all the time we have. So we're going to talk to you guys next week.